You may think mm. I don't lead anything. No, but you have influence with other people. You have influence with your coworkers. Mm-hmm. And there is such a thing as learning to lead up where you mm-hmm. actually are providing leadership to the people that you report to. That's a skill. It's a skill that too few people have. But if you learn it, you will add so much value to whatever team you're on, whatever company or organization you work for. They will never want to let you go. It's a 30 minute hour. Welcome to the 30-Minute Hour. It's the personal development podcast for entrepreneurs who are looking to level up and become unstoppable. I'm your host, Eric Twiggs, your procrastination prevention partner. Joining me as always, you know him as the super CEO, the business strategist extraordinaire, and all-around good guy, Ted Fells. Happy Monday. Monday it is. That Monday comes around pretty fast, doesn't it? Man, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's like it's almost the end of the year. It's like it's almost it's almost Christmas. The year's almost over, and uh, people need to focus on getting a running start to 2023. We, we talked about that this morning uh, on Thank God It's Monday. You know, the how do you get that running start? Because a lot of people... Oh, I'm just going to wait until the new year, and then I'm really going to step my game up. And in that new year, I'm going to start that diet. I'm going to work out. Man, wait till January. Wait till January. Give me another slice piece. Let me get another slice piece. Please. For January, I'm giving it all up. I'm giving it all up. <sighs> so you don't want to do that, right? You, you, no. you want to get a running start. So, so make sure you check out our episode. I thank God it's Monday. Uh, we talk about your your start to greatness. Focus there, but, but as you can tell already, this is not your everyday podcast. We do it a little different here. We do it a little we different. Do, do things differently here, uh, but definitely you can watch us live on uh, Facebook, on LinkedIn, and on YouTube. Just going in and to the search bar and typing in the thirty minute hour. You can also go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and listen uh, to one of our episodes. We're up to 545,000 downloads. Ooh-wee. Did you hear that? That's right. 545,000 downloads. We thank you for sharing the show and thank you for listening. Uh, we just ask that you just continue to do so. So, we, so when we get so excited about that, there was a time where we had five downloads (laughs) and we have family members and friends that just got tired of us saying the show's on Ted Eric we 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 know the show we know the show is on we know we know the show is on make sure sure, you know the show is tomorrow you know the show is tomorrow (laughs) that's right and now when you're at that amount of people you know you don't know all those people so we're really excited about it. Really yeah, excited. That's awesome. I know I've had a couple of my frat brothers like Twigs. You got one more time to tell me about that podcast. One more time. <laughs> I don't, have no, don't, 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 don't call me. Don't text me. I'm about that We don't want to hear anything about 30 minutes. No, no, 30 minutes. And I don't care who the guest is. And we could, man, we could have had Obama. And some people like, no, no. 
We've heard it. We've heard it all. We've supported <laughs> you, man. Why not? This is the thing. You go, why not? Because I got something else to do. I got something else to do. <laughs> Going something else to do. So we're just thankful for those that have supported us and man, and keep sharing the show. We appreciate it. Absolutely. And th this is definitely an episode you want to share. Um, it's the leadership secret that can 10x your business results, your business growth. And leadership is one of those topics where a lot of people, they talk, they say a lot of the same canned cliche type things, but this is, this is different. And, and I have to tell you, like, I read a lot of books on the topic. I've heard a lot of speakers at different conferences, and this is a unique perspective that you need to lean into uh, if you want to 10x your business growth and really take things to the next level. Um, so our guest today, he's got that fresh perspective on leadership. He's in a leadership and an executive coach. He helps leaders to intentionally grow and thrive by using his framework. And he's written a book about his framework that's gone on to become a number one Amazon bestseller. So please join me in welcoming to the 30 Minute Hour Podcast, William Attaway. <laughs> Eric, Ted, it is an honor to be here. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, well, man, it's an honor to have you. And I'm always looking for like unique perspectives, right? Because like everything we do, there's always thousands of other people that do the same thing or something similar, right? Like there are a thousand people that talk about leadership, but sure. there, there's only one person that I'm aware of that has your perspective on leadership. So we'll, we'll talk about that here in a little bit, but um, wanted to kind of take things back, right? Want to give people a perspective. So when you were at Sanford University, like what was your vision for your career at that time? You know, Eric, I came, I came to Sanford uh, in Birmingham intending to be a pharmacist. I went in as a pre-pharmacy major and I had worked in a pharmacy in high school and thought this was a great way that I could that I could help people in a very tangible way. And so I went and my first year pre-pharmacy is all about chemistry, inorganic chemistry. I get to organic chemistry and I decided, you know, this is not really what I want to do for the rest of my life. That, that was the point where I said, this is this is it. I, I'm, I'm done with this now. But now what? And, and I didn't have a clear direction. I didn't have a clear focus. And so I dropped out and I started working. I was an office manager uh, for a drugstore chain and then went to work in sales uh, for a telecommunications provider, wireless telecommunications. This was back in the, the early to mid 90s uh, in the southeast. And I learned so much then about leading and about learning how to lead. And I began to, to think through, I'd, I'd, I'd attended my first leadership conference when I was 15 years old mm. and was just captivated by the subject, the power mm. of a great leader. What does that look like? And throughout mm. history, we can see great examples of leadership and, you know, the other kind too. And so I, I looked at this and I started to think, well, what makes the difference? And I, and I thought about my chemistry studies, brief though they were, I learned about the power of a catalyst. A catalyst is something that you introduce into a mixture to incite or to accelerate significant change to make an impact. And, you know, I thought about that and I thought, you know, every great leader I've ever learned from, worked for, or studied would resonate with that definition. They want to they make change. They want to make an impact. Mm -hmm. 
They want to accelerate or incite change to make a difference. And so I began to, at that point to study and, and begin to develop what became the framework for what I call catalytic leadership, leadership that makes a difference. Yeah, that's interesting. A catalytic leadership. Again, that's that's something. So and that slowly came out of your exploration in the chemistry and everything else that you came up with that that slice of leadership. Absolutely. It's not it's, it's my non straight path. Yeah. <laughs> because so many of us as as we're developing and growing as leaders and as people, it's never just up and to the right. Right? It's always these these paths. These, I'm gonna go this way. Oh no, not that way. I'm gonna go this way. Oh, not that way. And that's the story of so many of the leaders that I talk to and interview and now coach. And that's why you can never take any experience for granted, right? Because I think like we've all been in that place where it's like, that's it. why am I here? What does this have to do with what I want to do? But then later, especially if you're in a big leadership position, you can pull from just those those experiences that seem random and they're more meaningful than you, than you would think. So I'm yeah, curious. As a wasted experience, no such thing. Right. No, that, that that's awesome. So, so I'm curious if you could go back and talk to yourself from back when you were at Sanford University. Like, what, what advice would you give based off of what you now know? <laughs> Don't be so sure. I think that would be the first thing I would say. Don't be so sure, because you know, you know, I think when we're all that young, we are incredibly sure. Hmm. We may not be that smart yet because we don't know it all yet, but we are incredibly sure that we are. We're incredibly sure about what's next. I think my advice would be, don't be so sure. Hmm. I think, I mean, that applies now. Like no, no matter. But I don't know, Eric. I mean, when we were in college, we thought about having a podcast. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> right, we didn't know. What the fuck? What? Oh, uh, uh, what? Like you don't even know what's out there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's yeah, like you said, don't be so sure, you know, be open to the possibilities, especially in a, an ever changing world. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's great advice. Like, I, I just think you have to like, just leave the door open to the possibility, for example, that you could be the problem. Mm. Like, you just can't be so sure that mm. it's the economy, it's the market, it's, right you always just I, I just try to operate with that yeah with with that in mind it could be me and maybe i'm maybe it's something that i don't see maybe and there have been times i've had someone coming from the outside and pointing something out so so i think that that's just a a, a great business lesson not to be so sure and just be open to all possibilities mm. so no i mean this is this is good already uh, so I knew I knew it was gonna be good though. Eric. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I knew it. The way he the way he came on, I was like, oh, this is gonna be good. <laughs> oh my. So so leadership again, I and mean, you kind of touched on it, but but what of all the things you could have gotten into, you know? So why why focus on leadership specifically? You know, for me, it was it was observing the the impact and the power that a leader has. You know, when, when you help a leader to grow and to get better and to develop, you don't just impact that leader. Mm. You impact every person that leader leads, mm. every member of their team, every person in their department. You impact every client or customer that that leader is going to interact with. You affect their spouse. You affect their kids. 
all by helping a leader to develop and get better. Mm. That's that's a big deal. Mm. And so what I what I think is is if we can just focus on helping leaders to develop, helping them to grow intentionally. And that's a big word with me because I think that, that nothing worthwhile happens accidentally. I've never yet met or heard of a leader who woke up one day and said, oh, wow, I'm a fully mature, developed leader. Hmm. I didn't mean for that to happen, but here I am. Doesn't happen that way. Leadership is a skill and it's a skill that can and should be developed. But that takes intentional focus, intentional effort and a plan. So I have, a, I have a question. Do you yeah. think uh, some people are bo truly born leaders? I think some people are born with the, the right tools mm. to set them up for great success. Mm. They have charisma. They have the ability to retain information. They mm -hmm. have the ability to be winsome and inspire people. Mm -hmm. But I think anybody can develop the skills of a leader. Wow. They simply anyway, have to choose to do so. Okay. And that's the point. You got to choose it. You got to want it. That's a good, that's a, it. that's you a good it. point because every, everyone doesn't want to lead. Like some no. people just want to just no. deal with them, with themselves. Some people never want to be in a leadership position. They just want to kind of do their thing and not be accountable to, to others and have to, you know, motivate them and all of that. They just want to, Hey, tell me what you want me to do. I'll do, I'll do my thing and I'll do it well and leave me alone. And that's kind of it. So now I'm talking. And that's fair. That's fair. I think we have to understand what leadership is at its core. And I think John Maxwell spot on leadership is influence, nothing less, nothing more. If leadership is truly influence, well, who doesn't have influence with at least one other person that's walking the planet? Mm. We all have that, right? At least one. You should hope at least one. Uh, you, you should hope, right? Right. Now, am I going to take and leverage that influence for my own selfish benefit? Or am mm. I going to leverage that influence for the benefit of other people? Mm. I think that's what distinguishes a leader, a truly catalytic leader. This is This is why it's so important to understand that wherever you are, you have influence. You may think, mm. I don't lead anything. No, but you have influence with other people. You have influence with your coworkers. Uh -huh. And there is such a thing as learning to lead up where you mm -hmm. actually are providing leadership to the people that you report to. That's a skill. It's a skill that too few people have. But if you learn it, you will add so much value to whatever team you're on, whatever company or organization you work for. They will never want to let you go. Eric, you're looking, you're looking like me. That lead up, that yeah. Talk about so so if somebody heard you say that right now, yeah. and they want to know like, how, how do you develop that skill where you're leading people who technically supervise you? Like like how does somebody develop that? It starts by listening, hmm. like so many other things. And we were talking about this earlier. You know this the importance of learning to listen well. Hmm. I think what I talk about with catalytic leadership, there, there's one principle, one non-negotiable when it comes to catalytic leadership, and that is to cultivate a teachable spirit. Mm. That is a choice. That is a decision that you make every day. Every day I make the choice. I want to be the most teachable room in what or teachable person in whatever room I'm in. I want to be the most teachable person in whatever conversation I'm in. 
The situation, the other people involved does not matter to me because you can learn from anybody. Hmm. Sometimes you learn what not to do, but that can hmm. be incredibly valuable. Sure, sure. I want to walk into every situation, every relationship, every conversation. What can I learn here? That means yes. I'm going to listen more. I'm going to ask at least twice as many questions as I make statements. Wow, that de that definitely requires one to to be humble, mm -hmm. right? To, if you're going to be going in and thinking that, hey, you know, anyone that I go to, no matter what level, there's something I could learn from yes. them. That's that's powerful. Mm. You know, Jim Collins wrote about this in Built to Last and Good to Great. He wrote yes. and he talked about the difference between these companies that that stay good, they're good, and the companies that make the leap to great and what made the differentiation. And one of the key factors was the leadership that was provided by the point leader. Mm. And he pointed to two things that those leaders, those great leaders had that the good leaders did not. One was their relentless optimism that mm. they held at the same time they were realistic and they mm. would never let go of either one of those. The other was the humility with which they approached their job. It's a non-negotiable. In other words, they approached every day with the attitude of, don't be so sure. Hmm. And see, you wouldn't think that that would be the model leader, that, that it would be about humility. You know, we the, the yeah. picture is painted that the leader is telling everybody what to do and just very arrogant and confident. But you're sure. saying humility is a key. Hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. The minute you think you have it all figured out, that you know all the answers, you're done as a leader. Hmm. You may still have the title for a while, but you're done. Hmm. Leaders are continual learners. If you want to be catalytic, you've got to constantly be learning and never stop. Because otherwise, you're going to start to drift. And you never drift into excellence. You always drift into mediocrity. Hmm. And mediocrity doesn't inspire anybody. Wow. <laughs> like, like I'm trying to listen and host the show at the same time. <laughs> man, man, these are not just nuggets. These are boulders he's dropping. <laughs> man. Yeah, you, you know, wow. nobody drifts into excellence, right? <laughs> no. I have never yet seen anybody drift into excellence. You know, when we go to the water park with our girls when they were small, I love the lazy river ride. You know, where you uh, just get in the inner tube and you just float. That's my favorite. I love that. Right. Just sit there and float. This is great, right? Uh, that's not the ride that takes you anywhere you really want to go. The goal right. there is not the destination. There is no destination. You just go around in circles. Mm. Is that how you want to lead? Is that catalytic? No. That's what drifting does, though. Yeah. No, that, that's good stuff. So, so we were talking backstage about imposter syndrome, and you were saying that that's something a lot of the leaders that you work with struggle with. Can you talk about exactly what that is and what people can do to get to, to get over that and get past that? Sure. Imposter syndrome is simply this manifestation of a lack of confidence that you can do the job of a leader. So often leaders put on this persona, this, this facade that They've got it all. They know how to do it. They've got all the answers and just follow me. And we've got this at the same time, they're looking in the mirror and they might even be honest enough to say to themselves or to those closest to them. What if they find out, I don't really know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. What if, what if 
I'm discovered. <laughs> what if I'm discovered to be the imposter that I know I am? Wow. And you know, the funny thing about that is that's not the leaders that you would expect, the struggling leaders, the ones that are failing. These are the leaders of million and billion dollar companies and organizations mm -hmm. that struggle with this. Very few leaders that I deal with don't struggle with this at some point in their journey. Mm -hmm. Many at the pinnacle of what everybody else around them would look at their most successful moments. Wow. Okay. So, so if, again, if, if I'm struggling with self-doubt and my abilities to really do it, I think I might be an imposter. So, so how do I get to a point where I'm confident and I'm not battling the imposter syndrome? It begins with, with identifying what the truth is. We, we say things to ourselves often that are not true. Uh, I had a counselor tell me one time, if you talk to other people the way you talk to yourself, you would have no friends. <laughs> and, you know, she was right. <laughs> like that's, that's a good point. The, the, the things that we say to ourselves actually matter. How we talk to ourselves about ourselves. This is important. So one of the things that I'll coach leaders to do, and this is something any of your listeners can do today, start what I call a wins journal. And this is something that you're going to do every week. Every week when you're doing your review of the week and you look back over the previous week, write down your biggest wins from the week. What are the biggest areas that you won in this week? It might be, hey, you know what? I, I moved the ball one yard up the field this week in this area. Great. That's a win. Celebrate it. Too often, leaders recognize the problems, and we focus on the problems and the issues and the challenges, and we never stop to celebrate the wins. Every week, celebrate the wins and capture them in your wins journal. Hmm. That's what you're writing down. Week in, week out, week in, week out. How does, that, how does that impact imposter syndrome? Because when you start to doubt yourself, when you start to wonder, am I making a difference? Can I really do this? Is this worth it? Et cetera, et cetera you now have an objective data source that you can pull out and begin to read through. Hmm. Oh, wait, that, oh yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh yeah. We don't remember our wins nearly as much as we remember our failures. Mm -hmm. If you will build yourself an objective data source, a knowledge bank of wins, you will never regret it. Because that's going to be a tool you can use to fight off imposter syndrome and equip you to go to the next level. Now, that's great. And it's funny you say that because I actually do that and I actually teach my clients to do that. There you go. So, yeah. Matter of fact, <laughs> you know, the one thing I always say is that the more you write your wins down, the more wins you'll have to write down. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's the old adage, right? Focus on what you want more of. Mm. <laughs> well, I so I don't really want to focus on my problems. <laughs> I don't want more of those. <laughs> I want to focus on my wins because I want more of those. If people will develop this as a habit, my goodness, this will impact every area of your life. Totally agree. No, that, that's great. I mean, this, this has just been massive nuggets just in this early part of the show that hopefully people are writing down. They're going back and applying. Um, so, so you're the founder of catalytic leadership. So talk about like your typical client who, what that looks like, who, who she or she looks like and get more into how specifically you help them. 
Now, I've been coaching leaders, Eric, for 25 plus years now, uh, both in business and for the last 25 plus years in the local church. Uh, and I've, I've my the people that I have worked with have ranged from small business owners to C-suite executives, from military to education to, to healthcare. I mean, you name it. And over time, as I've began to, do, to work with these, these folks and help them to intentionally grow as leaders, there are certain principles that I've begun to see, these threads that run through. These days, my clients are mostly entrepreneurial leaders that have started something, and they're really good at what they start, and they find success. And then all of a sudden they look around and they realize that they've had to hire a team to help them fulfill what it is that they are providing now. But wait a minute, I didn't sign up to be a leader. I signed up because I was really good at this thing. But now everybody's looking to me and wanting me to lead. I'm not sure I know how to do that. I'm not sure I'm, I'm, I'm wired for that. That's where they'll engage with me. Because what I want to do is help them to grow as a leader, help them to understand that they can do this. They can intentionally grow as a leader and thrive as a leader. They simply have to choose to do so. The, the challenge is that we can't see the whole picture when we're in the frame. We need somebody <laughs> from the outside. We need somebody from the outside who's going to look in and help us see what we can't see, who's going to ask us questions that maybe nobody else in our world is going to ask us. That's how you find a way around your blind spots and you deal with them and move beyond them. Let me no, tell you something. Let me, let me tell you something. I'm taking that. You can't <laughs> see the whole picture when you're in the frame. Yeah, <laughs> that I, right there, <laughs> mic drop. First <laughs> time I heard it, first time I heard it, it resonated so deeply with oh me. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, my goodness. It, and that's it makes brilliant. complete sense. I mean, that's why you it need does. a mentor. That's why that's you right. need a coach. Yeah, that's, that's right. why it helps to have that second set of eyes because there's always that aspect of yourself that you you won't be able to see. Well, they're called blind spots for a reason. There you go. <laughs> You're never going to see them. <laughs> there you go. And I, and, I, and, I think, and I think it's Wait, really yeah. important. I think it's really important also to maybe get input from people that you are leading. Yes. Right? Yes. yes. Absolutely. Because yeah. you know, there's been times when there's been people that I've led that have said things that made me think, well really you know is that what i'm doing or i've done and, and sometimes that's really tough you know sometimes you just got to eat the soup like that's some that's some tough soup to eat sometime when you hear that right but you have to give it some thought because if you think you're leading and you're getting through to to whoever that you know your team is and, and you really you really aren't yeah well, there may that's be some feedback there for you yeah <laughs> And too many leaders, I think, Ted, like they push back on that and they don't want to hear it. All they want is people around them who are going to tell them how great they are or how what a great job they're doing or how, how glad they are to work there. That's what they really want. And when somebody starts to cross and, and offer that feedback, I, I don't want to hear that. And, and that's communicated. Yeah. Firstly, what I talk to my clients about and trying to help them learn is that you know the first 90% of honesty that you get from other people and that you give to other people, the first 90% is pretty easy. We can all do that. <laughs> the last 10% is what we hold back on. Mm. Because we're afraid we're going to break a relationship. We're afraid we're going to damage somebody's ego. We're afraid we're going to get fired. So we don't give the last 10%. But you know what? That last 10%, 
that's where the magic is. That's where the transformation happens. That's where you get better. So what I tell my team, I want the last 10%. In fact, I demand the last 10% because what we do matters too much to hold that back from one another. We're going to be a last 10% team. And that's, that's really interesting. I remember early in my company, I had a years in my company, I had a, a mentor and he came in and he was, he just established a great relationship with everyone in the core group. And he'd have these meetings with the guys and they just share everything. Right. Cause and, and one day he gave me and my partner, these, this folder, I don't know if I told you about this Eric, with feedback. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> You know, and I was there when I, I'm trying to justify it. Well, you know, Eric said that because of this, you know, or, or Sue said this because of that, you know, and it's, and it's not that you don't know the whole story. You just saw this nugget. That's, it. That's right. I'm telling you, you try, it, it's a tough, it's a tough thing to, to, to deal with because, man, you know, that's not me. So here's the but challenge. Maybe it is. Right. <laughs> Right. So, so, what the challenge is that when your way of doing things is generating revenue and results. Yes. Right. Yes. So you're 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 ringing the cash register. You're putting up results. You're setting records, and someone's trying to get through to you that you've got some leadership issues. Oh, the, the number of times I have watched momentum camouflage dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Oh my goodness. Um, hold, hold on. You gotta say that again. <laughs> The number of times I have watched momentum camouflage dysfunction. Ugh. As long as you got momentum, as long as you got cash flow, as long as things are moving, you can camouflage all kind of dysfunction. Yep. But guess what's going to happen over time? That dysfunction is going to catch you. Yes. 100% of the time. Mm. Don't allow momentum to camouflage dysfunction. Absolutely. And that's and so like people I've worked with uh, uh, in that situation, the only way we could get through is to do some type of anonymous surveys like that. Right. Where you're showing here's what multiple people are saying. Right. So but if they're not I, teachable, if the leader is not teachable, though, they're going to rationalize away what anybody mm -hmm. says, whether it's anonymous or not, because there's I'm sorry, you know, they, they just they don't they don't understand. Hmm. How about we have our hands open and we're willing to receive? That doesn't mean you accept everything everybody says. You have to learn as a leader to discern. You have to learn to eat the fish and leave the bones. There's always bones. But there's almost always fish, too. Mm-hmm. That's another one for you there, Ted. Eat the fish. You're taking notes. Eat the fish and leave the bone. Leave the bone. <laughs> Man. All right. So so what are some other specific things that leaders can do to like apply your catalytic leadership principles to grow their business? You know, one of the things that I'm that I'm talking about a lot with, with leaders is the importance of discovering how you are wired as a leader. Hmm. You know, when, when we start in leadership, we all start pretty much the same way. We mimic or copy leaders that we admire. Maybe it's somebody that we worked for. Maybe it's somebody we have learned from from afar. But we begin to copy them. 
I've even watched leaders who copy the style of dress that this leader has, whatever it is that they're looking up to. And that's normal in the beginning because that's how you learn, right? You, you copy what you see. The problem comes when you stay there. Because if you stay there, what happens over time is you become a bad copy of a great leader. Hmm. You don't need that. Nobody needs that. You are designed the way you are designed. You need to lead from your own wiring, not pretending to be somebody else. And that starts with understanding how you're wired. There's so many assessment tools, the Myers-Briggs, the DISC, I mean, so many different tools that you can take and learn, begin to learn and, and be aware of how you are wired as a leader. But you have to start with an understanding that there is not one Myers-Briggs type that all leaders have to fit. There's not one DISC profile that every leader fits. No, 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 no. You can lead how you are wired from wherever you are. But you have to start by being authentic. Be authentically you and lead from that space. Uh, for instance, a lot of people think leaders have to be extroverted. But they have to be. They have to be people, people, extroverted, out front, charismatic types. Well, some are. That's great. If you look at my Myers-Briggs profile, I am an I. In fact, I'm so far I, there is no E. You can't see the E. It's in the next county. That's how far I, I am. But I'm a leader. I've been leading for decades. How does that work? Well, I can, am I pretending to be an E? No. I just have to learn that based on how I'm wired, extroverted activities and environments are not what fills my tank. Mm. That's not what powers my battery. I've got to build time doing what recharges me so that I can do what I need to do as a leader. That began with understanding my wiring. So I challenge leaders and I help them to discover how they are wired so they can lead from that authentic place. That's step one. Step two is discovering the wiring of the people on your immediate team, the people who report to you. The reason that's important is if you begin to lean into their wiring, lead them based on how they're wired and help them to, to make their best investments from their strengths, well, they're going to believe that you see them as an actual person, not just a cog in a machine. And you know what happens when your team members see that? They begin to lean in. They're not going to run down the road for somebody who's going to give them 10 more bucks. They're going to lean in because you see them as an actual 3D human being. You want to help them to grow and to make their best contributions to the world and to the organization. Wow. Yes. So you say, if I hear you correctly, you need to know how you're wired and then you need to know how your people are wired. Because one of the things I've found, it sounds like this is where you're going with this too, is that it's really about self-awareness. That's right. You know, so even if you're an E or an I or a D, whatever the test says, it's about yeah. just kind of being aware and you can make necessary adjustments. And, and so, so the challenge I have, because like, like on the, um, the disc, I'm always like the D, the dominant. And yeah. I've had to learn that not everybody in the world is a D. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> not everybody on the planet wants to be number one, is tracking their results. And so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a high C. I'm right? good. Right. I'm That's good. Right. <laughs> That's right. 
There you go. Right. So it's not, I've had to learn. So I've had to, you know, make adjustments. Not everybody's motivated by wanting to be number one and all this other stuff. Some people, That's they it. just, they want comfort and security. They want, so no, I, I do think that is critical. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, they want comfort and security. <laughs> That's how, we, that's how we do, though, man. It's like, what do you mean you don't want to be number one? What do you mean you don't want to strive for excellence in everything that you do? What is wrong with you? Right. Unbelievable. That's really what. That's really what we're saying. <laughs> oh man. So no, it, it's all about that that awareness and, and knowing your patterns. So, so I agree with you, and I think, and, and I think growing your enterprise starts with growing yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You will never lead anyone any place yep. you haven't been. Exactly. Exactly. And I think you mentioned that thing about, you know, always learning. And I think yeah. if you have that as the leader, your, your people will pick up on that too. <laughs> well, you're modeling it. Whatever yes. you want them to do, you're modeling it. If you want to mm. be unteachable, if you want to be the one who has all the answers and never asks a question, then that's what they're going to do because that's what you're leading them to. Yep. If you want them to be teachable, you better be the most teachable person in the room. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, tell us about a client, a success story you have that applied your framework and now they've kind of gone to that next level. <laughs> you know, there's, there's so many people over the years that, that I could, that I could think about. Uh, I, I think about one, one guy who came to me and, and wasn't sure of what his next steps were going to be uh, really struggled with, with like, how do I transition from what I've been doing for the last 20 plus years into a whole different thing? But that's where his heart was. And he, and he really struggled. And so we started by having a lot of great conversation as I was coaching him, trying to help him to understand what was in his heart, what his vision truly was for the next chapter of his life. It could look different. And sometimes all we need is somebody outside of us to give us permission, somebody to say, it's okay to do something. You don't have to do the exact same thing every day for 50 years. You can do something different. And so we began to build out a plan and develop that. And now I watch him and he is thriving doing this mm. next chapter, doing what it is that he is designed to do from his place of authentic, transformative growth. And I watch him as he is now pouring that into other leaders. That to me is, that's a great success. Another leader is, is an entrepreneur in the tech space. And he started a company and it has succeeded far beyond his wildest expectations. And he got to a point where he was just getting overwhelmed by all of it. And we began to develop and to grow his leadership skills and have a lot of conversations around this and help him to see what he couldn't see. And to develop areas that he'd never really thought about. And now, now I'm watching him as he continues to grow, as he continues to thrive. And now to inspire other people to do the same. It doesn't get much better than that for me. I mean, it is, and I can relate to that too, have, having clients. It's, it's almost like, you know, seeing your children progress. You know, you saw Absolutely. here and now they're here and you remember, you know yeah. what the struggle was like and now they're on the other side. I mean, that's got to be truly rewarding for you. Absolutely. To watch, to, to know where they were, like you said, know where they were and know where they wanted to go and then watch them do it mm -hmm. and, and removing everything that was standing in the way and thriving 
That's what I want. I want that for every leader. Too many leaders are living a life of mediocrity and they know they're not thriving and they know they're not in a place where they could be, but they're not sure how to get there. Mm. Well, sometimes you need somebody from the outside who's going to help you see what you can't see. Mm. That's what I get to do. Yep. All right, that's great. That's great. And then, so you're the author of the Catalytic Leadership book. So first off, like what, what inspired you to write a book? And then what, what, will people, what will people gain from it? You know, I, I talk a lot about the, the importance of the teachable spirit. And I think one of the outgrowths of that is learning that every opportunity and experience that we have is not just for us. It's also for the benefit of those around us. I mentioned earlier, I went to my first leadership conference when I was 15. I've never stopped going to leadership conferences and workshops and seminars and reading. I have uh, more books than I even want to think about that I read, take notes in and pass on. And it's just this continual cycle of what am I learning and what am I going to do with what I'm learning? I want to be a conduit of what I'm learning, not just be a reservoir of it. Right? I want I want to take what I get to learn and people that I get to learn from. I want to take that and use it for the benefit of those around me. And so what the book is, is really just the latest iteration of that. Okay, I've been coaching leaders now for a couple of decades, right? 25 plus years. What have I learned in all of that? Not only from my own journey, but from theirs as I've walked with them where they are. Well, I've tried to capture some of that in the book and capture mm -hmm. some of the principles that I've seen, regardless of what field they're in or, or their tenure or how old they are or where they are. There are principles that apply. And so in reading the book, you're going to benefit from a lot of those principles that I've seen in other leaders and in my own journey. Yeah, one of the great things about reading is that literally in a couple of hours, you can pick up on what it took the author 20 years to learn. Oh, so true. <laughs> so true. And that's yeah. the point of writing the book right there. Yeah. It's to share so that other people can avoid some of the ditches that I hit. Right. I want to provide some guardrails so they don't have to hit those digits. I'm not going to live long enough to make all the mistakes myself. Uh -huh. I want to try to avoid as many as I can. And the best way I know to do that is to learn from other people. Mm. Yep. Well, that's awesome. And then uh, you also have the Catalytic Leadership Podcast. And that's new. That uh, that just launched uh, this summer. Uh, mm. And what I've been doing on that is is unpacking some of the principles from the book but also interviewing other leaders in a variety of different fields who are being catalytic where they are and pulling out principles and things that, that the listeners can take and apply no matter where they are so that they can become more catalytic where they are leading. Awesome. People need, need to get the book. You need to listen to his podcast so you can become a catalytic leader. So, so what That's else? I mean, what's the next on the horizon for you? <laughs> Well, that's a great question. And and the answer is, I don't know. And and that sounds nebulous, but I, I, I have my hands open. You know, two years ago, I didn't see the book. Uh, I had the ideas that I was capturing, but I didn't see the book as it as it came out. Mm. And as it just really began to be to take form and and I had a coach, I've had a coach for many years now. And this coach was helping me to to, to really clarify what's what's the next step here? How are you going to take what's been invested in you and share that with other people? The book was the next piece of that. The podcast was the next piece of that. Um, you know, my goal is not just to, to hold on to everything that I've gotten to experience 
It's not just to, to hold it all in. It's not just for me. I want other people to learn. I want them to benefit. I want them to grow and thrive. Because again, that's that's a joy for me. No, that's good. That's good. All right. So we're coming down to the to the part of the show where it's called Write This Down. Right. <laughs> Eric, look, you... Eric, look, 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 look. <laughs> Let me tell you, I mean, we've done this show well over a hundred times, right? And and we get to this section and, you know, and there's sometimes there's that guest that you're just like, oh, I'm not trying to go after him. <laughs> this is one of those times. This is one of those times. I'm, I'm I mean, concerned. I know he's been I'm dropping concerned. some boulders, but, I'm but, but Ted, I, I think you, you, you got some boulders and nuggets that you're going to come up with too. So we, we call this, write this down. Yeah. This is where we each go around and leave at least one idea from today's episode mm. that we want people to write down so they can level up. So, so William, you're the, the guest of honor. So, so what do the people need to write down? You know, I think I'll, I'll key in on something you said earlier, Eric, and that's about imposter syndrome. So often leaders feel alone and they begin to wonder if they're the only one who sees what they see and feels what they feel. And imposter syndrome is a part of that. I guess I would want people to understand and to write down, you're not alone. Mm. Mm. Everybody struggles with this. The question is, what are you going to do? Are you going to live there? Or are you going to take a step? Taking a step means you're going to do something different. If you, if you just do the same thing over and over again and expect different results, our friends at AA say that's the definition of insanity. Mm. Yes. I don't want that for any leader, right? Understand you're not alone. And understand that there is help. You can make a difference. You can get out of that drift of mediocrity and move toward the excellence that you know is possible for you. That's why I do what I do to help leaders do that. Good. Now you're not alone and you can get out of the drift. And remember, no one drifts towards excellence. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Oh man. No, oh, man. Thank you for sharing that. All right, Ted. So, so I, I have two things. One from, uh, you know, that's, that's something I kind of use as a leadership philosophy is, is that I, uh, I try to make people want to do what I need them to do. Hmm. That's good. Yeah. I try to make them want to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so listen to what you said, William, about kind of getting an understanding of your, your team and you know and, and and what works for them right versus trying to you know force them to be a mini you right that's a hard thing right that you know that's a part of that making them you know want to do what you you need them you know you need them to do another thing was you talked about the whole thing around writing down your wins yeah and i thought about that and i said man it sounds like you know everyone wants to be around a winner, even you, right? Even you, even you want to be around a, a winner. And so if you were writing down those wins, I'm like, yep, yep, we did that, got that done, That's good. Know, knock that out, right? And, and if you yeah. write those down as those reminders, and, you know, and I learned, you know, just being in business for so many years and, you know, people come up to you and they, and they see you totally different than you see yourself. So true. Man, you've been doing this for X amount of years. You did this, you did that. 
And in the early days, I remember you would just kind of do like, man, I remember the first time we got our, our logo. It's a big thing. I just couldn't stop looking at the logo. Like, this is the greatest logo ever. <laughs> and then the first time we got a, a website, yeah. oh, man, I www that website to death. I just kept looking at it, kept looking at it. So everything was such a big deal. And then it gets to the point, you know, man, I got my first office. Okay, now you're in another office. Like, And then, you know, now you just come to the office every day. Like, it's like, whatever. And then you bring, mm -hmm. you know, someone else in the office. Man, this is great. This is great. What? You know, this whole place, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, but you, you know, each of these things were wins, right? First contract, you know, it could have been the smallest contract in the world, but someone thought enough to sign up with you, right? That's, right. that's a big deal and those are all wins and and as you continue mm. to move and accomplish these things you know mm. oftentimes you just forget yeah. and so everyone wants to be around a winner even you and you know you don't have to go too far to be around a winner right that's so good that's yeah. great everybody wants to be around a winner including you yeah yeah write that down Write that down no, no. and make well, sure you write William, down your you wins. You got me pumped up, William. You got me over here going. <laughs> like, man. Damn. That's good, man. I love that. Everybody wants to be around a winner. So for me, write this, write this down. It reminds me of when I was coming up in the automotive service industry, and I had a, a leader who really inspired me, and I was his assistant at the time. And so we would have store meetings. And he had this, this habit where the day of the store meeting, we'd get everybody as a monthly thing. You get everybody in. He always scheduled it on his off day. Always. Like he always scheduled wow. it, but, but he, he came on his day off to do the meeting mm. and he would be in his jeans and all of that. And I used to wonder why. And he told me that, you know, he's, he's sending a message that this is important. This is so important that it's my day off. So mm. I'm going to come in. I'm going to make the time because this is so important. Hmm. And so the employees, if they were scheduled off, they would come to the meeting because mm. they knew it was important. And that's a, that's a habit that I just kept. I stayed with that years later. I mean, I'm talking about when I was like a district manager. And I, you know, I was scheduled huh. during time I was off. I'm coming into my plain clothes. But what I learned from that is a key lead, leadership nugget that, when you're a leader, more things are caught than they are taught. That's right. Like, like your people, they're watching you. That's right. right? And they, they catch what you do. Mm. You know, so they pay attention. Okay, so he's coming in on his day off. This must be important. I'll, I'll come in on my day mm -hmm. off as well. So good. Yeah. He's taking ownership yeah. of, of, his, of his mistakes. Maybe I should too. Mm. Mm. If things are caught, then taught. Wow. Write that down. Wow. Eric, you wouldn't just let me just leave on a high like that. You just had to come back with something big. <laughs> I said, look at him. Man, just when I thought I dropped the mic, he picked it up and dropped it again. <laughs> Man, that's caught. More things are caught than taught. That's good stuff. Mm. Absolutely. Man. Yeah, now, th this is, been, this is again, this is something I Man. could talk about this all day. Oh, but, but we realize that William has other things to do. 
That's right. That's right. We don't got somewhere to be. Where's that? Like, I, got to be. I can't be with y'all all night talking this leadership stuff. We're gonna have to get William back. Man, this is absolutely. Oh, yeah. I've, no, you. I've really enjoyed this, guys. This has been a lot of fun. Oh man. You got some great insights on leadership, and I, I can mm. see why you're having the success that you're having. Um, so, so please share with the people how they can connect with you, how they can get your book. So they can go to catalyticleadership.net, and they can find out more about what I do, the coaching that I provide. If your listeners will go to catalyticleadershipbook.com, I would love to give them a free copy of the book. Mm. My goal is to get this into the hands of as many leaders as I can. And I think if your listeners are willing to pay the shipping so I can get it to them, we'll put a paper copy of the book in their hands. Wow. Again, the goal is to see leaders become catalytic. And I don't want there to be any obstacles to that. So catalyticleadershipbook.com. Catalyticleadershipbook.com. Make sure you go visit the site. Get you a copy of that book. It's got some life-changing information in there. And this was, there was some life-changing information on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> My life's been changed from this episode. That's been great. So William was saying a couple of things, and Ted is looking at me like, did he just say Because I can tell. Because I know. See, we've done this enough times, William, that I know when it got him, right? Like, when he doesn't look like <laughs> It's almost like when you taste something and it's like, it's real good. He was like, mm. like I watched him and I knew, I knew, I knew at that point. Yeah, man. And it was several times that that happened that we both were like, mm. Man, mm. that right there wow. is powerful. Good yeah. stuff. This is, this is, you know, what I talk about, what we, what we've talked about to, today. This is the benefit of, of other people who have mm. poured into my life. Now, this is not all me just coming up with this sitting in a room with a piece of paper. Mm. Now, this is this is people who have invested and poured into me, people mm. that I've learned from from afar, people that I've learned from in person. And I think our responsibility as leaders is not just to hold on to all that. Mm. I think it's to share it, to be open handed with it. And I think that when we do that, when we get that right, everybody, everybody around us is going to see the impact of it. Yep. Mm. Totally agree. Totally agree. All right. So this is definitely an episode you want to share. I mean, don't forget to share the show. Share the show. Share this show. Man. If you uh if you're listening to us on the Apple or Spotify, you may just want to rewind <laughs> and, and hear some of the, the, the key nuggets. Write down some of the key nuggets, get off the treadmill and all that. Right, write down some of these key nuggets. That we, that we shared today but you can go back and listen on apple podcast spotify and any of those places which you like to consume podcast content uh, that is our time for this week uh, special thank you again to william attaway our guest and until next time have a great thank you for listening to this week's episode of the 30 minute hour podcast we need your help to grow the show one of the best ways that you can help us is by leaving both a rating and a review. You can go to Apple Podcast, Stitcher, or any of those other podcasting platforms and leave us a rating and a review. We've got a bonus that we're running for this month, a special bonus, that if you take a screenshot 
of that rating and review and you email it to eric at e-r-i-c-m-p-w-i-g-g-s dot com you get entered into a special drawing where you can win a free copy of my book the discipline of now 12 practical principles to overcome procrastination and then lastly don't forget to share the show that's right share the show share this show with someone in your network who you know will benefit from the message Again, I thank you for listening. And remember, don't allow perfect to become the enemy of progress. So keep growing, keep growing.